0: What do you do when you go to your doctor for a chronic condition and he says, microwaving your body is your only option to feeling better? In my opinion, you get the F out. That is exactly what today's guest, Julie Kramer, had to do as well. During her early 40s, Julie experienced severe gynecological problems with awful physical symptoms. Her doctor's solution was microwave treatment. Julie asked her doctor, But aren't my symptoms telling me something? Her doctor's reply shocked her. Julie was told her symptoms didn't matter and that the microwave treatment would eliminate them. That didn't really make a lot of sense to Julie. This is a girl who doesn't even microwave her food much less her body. Julie realized that her body was desperately trying to tell her that something was seriously wrong. But all the doctor cared about was treating the symptoms instead of getting to the root cause of the problem and resolving that. Julie knew there must be a better way, and she went on a mission to find it. That story is up next on this episode of Food Heals, But first, for those of you who love Organifi as much as this girl, pull over, stop what you're doing, mark your calendars, write this down, because we have some incredible promos just for you for the rest of this month of January, all right? As you know, Glow is a seasonal release. Glow is usually only available in the spring and summer. That's your plant-based collagen. That's the one that tastes like your raspberry lemonade. We have a 48-hour release of Glow. That will be between January 17th to January 18th. You can save 20% off Glow, of course, with my discount code FOODHEALS. Then we've got National Green Juice Day. That's on January 26th. So to celebrate, Organify is going to give you free shipping from January 23rd to January 26th on the original Green Juice and the Green Juice Crisp Apple for all four days. And of course, you'll get 20% off using my discount code Then, I'm not even done yet with all the promotions. Did you know that January 31st is National Hot Chocolate Day? Now you know. I didn't know either, but I'm excited for it. You can get free shipping on gold chocolate. That's my absolute favorite. If you haven't listened to past episodes of this show of me talking about it and making all of my friends and guests taste test the gold chocolate, which is so delicious, you can get free shipping on gold chocolate for four days. Go back and listen if you haven't heard how much I love it. You can get 20% off your order using Food Heals as a discount code as well. And of course, you know, it's all over at OrganifiShop.com slash Food Heals. So go mark your calendars. 117 to 118, you can get Glow. 123 to 126, free shipping on green juice and green juice crisp apple. 130 to 22, all the way to February, you can get free shipping on gold chocolate. Use the discount code FOODHEALS to save 20%. Go to OrganifiShop.com slash FOODHEALS for all the dirty details. All right, next up, my interview with Chinese medicine, nutritional therapy expert, and PhD in curriculum and counseling psychology, dr julie kramer roll it roxy
1: the food hills podcast starts now
0: all right. Her goal is to help you feel happier, look better, and live longer by sharing with you the health benefits of traditional Chinese medicine. Food Heals Nation, please join me in welcoming Julie Kramer to the show. Welcome, Julie.
1: Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for having me today.
0: I'm so happy you're here. Before we got on the call, we already talked about like five things and I'm super excited to ask you about, so I know you're in the right place. But uh, before we get to that, I would love if you could take me back. Your journey started because you were in your early 40s and you were having some gynecological problems and you were having really bad physical symptoms and your doctor's solution was microwave treatment, which I need to know what that is. But you asked the question, aren't my symptoms telling me something and what was the answer and how did this catapult you into where you are today?
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was pretty um, traumatic time, actually. Um, Many women in their 40s in perimenopause will have a lot of different symptoms with their bleeding, right? Either no menses or the menses keeps going. And I was in the second group where just kept, you know, having my menses. It didn't stop for over, you know, probably a few weeks. And my doctor wanted to literally microwave my uterus.
0: I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth.
1: (laughs) You are not alone. I was like, she had a poster. Whatever company developed this method had given her all of these promotional materials. And I mean,
0: I won't even microwave my food and you want to microwave a part of my body? What? <laughs>
1: that is exactly, that was my exact response, Allison. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I I don't, I don't microwave my food. We know the damage it does, you know, at the cellular level. And so I mm-hmm. think it was enough of a shocking response. Um, coupled with that, when I did ask her, hey, you know, aren't my symptoms telling me something? My, it was a gut instinct. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> It'll just take care of the bleeding. And right then and there, I was like, okay, there is a huge disconnect for what I believe to be true about the body as an incredible tool for healing. Um, right. And it was very new. I didn't really know enough at the time yet. I, You know what I mean? I, I wasn't as enlightened as I am now. My blinders mm-hmm. were still on. and Sure. Yeah. We all know. You've been there. I'm sure many of oh, listeners there, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was the moment that took off my blinders. And yeah. so from there, I then beca- I'm, I'm a researcher. I have my doctorate um, in partially in uh, curriculum and instruction and in counseling psychology. And so research is very important in my life. Mm-hmm. And when I researched, um, the most uh, powerful medicine I found was Chinese medicine. And the reason I loved it is it has over three thousand years of written case studies reviewed each century, you know, throughout each century within each dynasty and perfected and refined. And in my mind, I was like, why would I reinvent a wheel that has been so incredibly successful for thousands of years in helping people live long lives? And so, Yeah. yeah, I dove deeper. I began seeing an acupuncturist. My symptoms were gone in five days.
0: Okay. Hold on. Back up. (laughs) So how long were you suffering with the problems and the symptoms before you went to the gynecologist who was able to, I mean, excuse me, before you went to the acupuncturist who was able to help your body heal in five days? So
1: I had had, and it was pretty rapid from the microwave suggestion to finding an acupuncturist was two weeks. So I'd had about um, three weeks of the symptoms and then an additional two weeks, right? So three weeks prior to the gynecologist, two weeks to the acupuncturist. But before that, I didn't know like so many of the other symptoms I had had with my menses were sub health states that Chinese medicine teaches about, lets us know how to treat very easily. And I had suffered literally
0: probably for 12 years unnecessarily. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So, you've got 12 years of suffering. Yeah. No doctor can help you. And you discovered acupuncture, which led you on this journey of learning Chinese medicine. And you have, you do the Qigong and the nutritional aspect of it. So, I would love you to take me through that. So, you felt better in five days. And what did you do next?
1: Yeah. Um, well, at the time, I was actually working on finishing my doctorate. I was in, immersed in that research, I was doing case study research in Colorado and Western Australia, Um, I really, my main practice at that time was um, looking at visual arts and how caring teachers can make a difference in the psychological well-being of of students. And yeah, it was so beautiful. I know. Um, And so from there, I finished that up and, you know, went on from, you know, for the next several years, just using Chinese medicine for my own healing, just using it as I needed. We actually got my son off of all of his asthma medications. He had been on them from two until 13 and through acupuncture and diet, completely cured that. And I was just kind of in a holding pattern until about eight years later, I got an offer to help start a school that be the curriculum director for a high school in Shanghai, China. Yeah. And when I I said yes to the job, I was super excited. It was, we're empty nesters and it was a perfect time to have a journey. My husband stayed home and he's like, go for it, do this. And so I did. And what really, this was probably as profound as that first time with the acupuncturist. I saw people living every day, knowing how to care for their bodies with movement food and, you know, just really, um, spending time socially getting out in nature and they knew how to do, they knew the language of their bodies and they were healing themselves every day. I rarely saw obesity. If I did, it was people that used Western medicine or a Western diet. I rarely saw, um, any mental health problems because there's a lot of strategies for dealing with that. In my students, there were a few, and they were the more westernized students. So that was very interesting. As a psychologist, I was like, whoa, pretty powerful. Yeah. And um, I just would come home and visit my husband and my kids and and, you know, other relatives, and I would go to the airport and I literally would cry sometimes. I would see young people that could barely move in. Um, the electric carts, the electric scooters, I would see so many people that we just forget what the body looks like. You know, I would right. be immersed for months at a time in what a healthy body looks like all around me, millions, you know, the largest, one of the largest cities on the planet. And people were just healthy. They looked like a body, a normal body. And I just, I was heartbroken. I was truly heartbroken. And when I moved home two years after helping the school do the work I needed to do, and this was in 2018, I I said to my husband, I need to retire from education and I need to bring this wisdom to the West because I can't do nothing. I can't watch the trauma anymore. I hear you. Yeah. So then I <laughs> I got my Qigong teacher certification. I got my diploma in Chinese medicine, nutritional therapy. I began um, teaching and um, having a membership site and working with students around the world, bringing this wisdom um, to their healing.
0: Beautiful. And so I love that you took something, you know, quite traumatic between your self-suffering, between your son suffering, healing yourselves, and then what you saw just being that light that lit you up that was like, okay, there's something here and people need to know. And that's similar to what happened to me. I was like, people need to know the healing power of food uh, because I lost both of my parents to cancer. And that set me on a path of, well, the doctors couldn't help them, but what could we have done to prevent this? And what is the most anti-cancer diet and sent me down the rabbit hole, which is why I started the show. And so I love how, and it's unfortunate sometimes we have to go through trauma in order to change our lives and help change the lives of others. But I love how that spark, that fire was just set in you and you're like, all right, let's go. So- you come back and you now have all this wisdom, knowledge, and education and your own life experience. And so how did you start to translate that into a career and helping other people to do the same?
1: Yeah. Wonderful question. I... Uh, I was really kind of nervous at first because I knew it would have to be visual, right? When I'm teaching Qigong or if I'm doing a cooking class and, you know, running lessons, I would have to be somehow in the technical world. And so I started making videos for YouTube. And then from there, I created my membership site. I ran a 30-day challenge initially, and then after that, several, you know, People were saying, How do we keep going? And that's when I started my membership site. And what we do is, I have like two classes live every week via Zoom. And believe mm-hmm. me, this was before COVID. And oh my gosh, the mental well being and the physical well being that the members derived from being with each other in this yeah. healing community during this time of kind of craziness around us. We kept it as this very calm. I, the center of the storm and they just, you know, we were on this, embarked on this healing journey together. So from those very early awkward um, videos to the, you know, membership, and then I've also on insight timer now, because one of my members was like, Julie, if you here's a place you can help even more people. And that's really what I do. And my focus within the membership site, I look at my members that my students, um, throughout the year. And I really keep in mind, all right, in Chinese medicine, it's very important to eat and exercise in alignment with the seasons. We're not going to exercise the same way in the summer and the winter, for example. The summer, we're very um, yang energy. Yang is that warm, heat, more masculine, go, go, go energy. And in the winter, we're very yin, feminine, calming, and we want to calm down. So I always find it ironic that in the West, people try to lose weight in winter, which is mm-hmm. the worst time to lose weight. You want to gain weight, keep warm, let Let it just settle within and relax and calm. And then come spring and summer, go for it, you know, really bring up that energy. And so we teach things like that. I'll do Qigong where I'm really thinking about, again, so the seasons in the autumn, we work on the lungs in the large intestine, um, which is so important for digestion, right? In late Mm -hmm. summer, right before that, that's the most important season. That's August, like late July, early August, August. We're working on the spleen, stomach, and pancreas. So strengthening our digestion for the entire rest of the year. It's the dominant purpose of that season. And then we do, you know, for example, winter is the kidneys and bladder, spring we're working on the liver and gallbladder and then the summer is our heart and small intestine and so through working through the seasons we allow our body to absorb nutrients from the food we eat super important right for your listeners on food yeah food heals nation and our bodies can make the most of what we take in because the organs are in balance they're Functioning At their optimal level. So the blood that we make is rich and dense with nutrients, but the viscosity of blood is at the right level. The organs, the heart um, is able to pump and move that blood because of the excellent viscosity. So the nutrients get to every cell, every muscle, you know, our brain to our toes, right? Within our oh. body. So we focus a lot. I really look at that. And then I look at crises in the environment. When we were going through COVID, if anything came up, if members had forest fires, right, in their areas, were they dealing with forest fires or environmental stressors? And I right. would really try and bring in through the weekly newsletters and through the classes this sense of healing. And then of course we would do cooking. So summer I would do cooling summer smoothies in the winter. We have cooking classes for nourishing, warming soups and really keeping in mind that each time of year, your body needs something different.
0: Absolutely. So I'll share a quick story with you. I was, um, I went to my acupuncturist, this is years and years ago, Back in LA. And um, I had recently watched a documentary about the healing powers of raw food. And it was all of these people who had gone raw for 30 days and all their chronic fatigue and health ailments, everything had healed. So I was like, I'm gonna do this because I'm a human experiment on myself, anything, health alternative medicine, anything like that. I'm like, yes, please let me try the latest cleanse. And so here I am on a raw food diet in the middle of winter. Oh. My acupuncturist goes, Allie, it is winter go eat some rice. Like this is not okay. No wonder you don't feel good. You're not supposed to eat only cold raw fruits and vegetables in winter. She's like laughing at me. Okay.
1: That is such a beautiful story. That's exactly yeah. right. But And she had that wisdom, right? She, of course she just knows. Absolutely. That's what we, that's what we know. And that's what we train to do. So did you eat rice and did you feel better?
0: Yes. So I said, then I started eating. So then I was like, well, I still want to do a cleanse. And she was like, yeah, do some soups and do some warm food. You're fine. Like, you know, and she was like, and I was like, so are you saying the raw food diet doesn't work? She's like, Allie, go do it all summer long. I don't care. But you're not allowed to do it in the winter. Like, she was just laughing. We were like laughing so hard because I was just, you know, when we don't know better, we just experiment on our health. And I'm a person who will try anything if it's healthy. And so I had to learn. And that day I learned. And that's when I started learning more about seasonal eating, eating fruits and vegetables that are in season, warming my body when it's cold, cooling my body when it's hot, all of the things that you just expressed. So, you know, we're all on this journey together. But I thought that was a funny um, example of how I learned. But I would love to hear your thoughts on food. And you just kind of went through some of that. But like, yeah. Can you give us some specific examples of how do Chinese medicine and food go hand in hand, and how can we eat seasonally for our own bodies and and locally and all of that?
1: Yeah, I love it. First of all, th- I love your story. That makes me so happy. I like have an ear to ear grin. It's just precious.
0: It's like <laughs> it probably has happened to you before, where you are like, "Girl, go eat some rice." Yeah, yeah come on. definitely.
1: Oh my gosh, no question. But giving up grains are really. Um, there is a lot of marketing in the West about against grains and. Um, You know, that's a whole other conversation I don't want to get into, but it's a very interesting thing I grapple with when working with clients. But we, I want to, so we have eating according to the seasons, and I'll give some specific examples. Yours was perfect. Raw food is amazing in the summer. When there's tremendous heat, you've got a lot of energy in the digestive system. It can handle that kind of pressure put on it. Um, Mm -hmm. However, barbecues are really Popular in the summer, and they're quite detrimental for the body. Right, and I'll only speak from a Chinese medicine perspective. It's way too much, especially animal-based proteins in the diet in the West. Um, much, my uh, mentor and. Um, guru for nutritional therapy, Dr. Zhang Fang, who's written several books. I, she was my doctor acupuncturist in Shanghai, and we are now good friends. And she is my teacher. And, you know, she really talks about when she was a little girl, they would have one egg a week. And any other protein. We plants have tremendous amounts of the complex amino acids and proteins we need. I'm sure, you know, you know you've covered that. And um, so really being mindful of what is do we need. So from a Chinese medicine perspective, not as much protein as we need, but we need more grains from the perspective of the incredible micronutrient complex, right? They're the The kind of like molecular structure of the grains that we get, think everything from rye berries, millet, grains many people in the West don't ever eat. They Mm -hmm. have just powerful whole grains. I don't want to talk about processed food, right? Like the whole grains that you make a porridge with is very nourishing. Um, So we have this idea of the seasons, but we also have the idea of across the lifespan, I, if your doctor were talking to me, she would say, "Eh, in the summer, you can eat a little bit of raw food because I'm over 50. Once we reach 50, our digestive fire really cools down and it Mm. needs our help to make sure that we can get all the nutrients from the food. So for example, raw food in a lab experiment will show more nutrients than cooked food, right? It's outside of the body. But what the case studies in China over the thousands of years, as well as recent studies out of Hong Kong, have shown us is that the body cannot metabolize the nutrients sufficiently without strong digestion. So, if Mm -hmm. any of your listeners are older, if they have digestive problems, if they have a weak digestion, cooking their food is the number one thing I would recommend for them to do. And so, it gives this you know, kind of raw food diet, yeah, it can work for some people in some seasons and at some points of their life.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with you. I mean, Really, the whole goal of this show is to teach people that the body is designed to heal itself when given the tools that it needs to do do so, but your tools are different from my tools, are different from this person's tools, and that's because we are not all identical. We all have very different um, backgrounds and hormones and seasons and ages and blood types and all of the things, so it's very important to get very clear on what you need For your body. And so I recommend something um, all the time, which is functional medicine testing. But Julie, how do you recommend people discover what's right for their body? How does Chinese medicine really identify that?
1: That's such a great question. So functional medicine body typing is helpful. And in Chinese medicine, we have something that our functional medicine um, assessment that we've had again for 3000 years,
0: Uh you can go to
1: an acupuncturist and they can identify your body type as well as imbalances in your body. But there are also two incredible online assessment tools. One was um, developed by James Saper, a great colleague of mine at East mountain um, center. And that's up in Canada. And he has an online um, intake that he does. And I'll give you that um, link for the podcast. And someone can go on there and it will, it's a 10 page, very detailed assessment that will tell you, for example, do you have uh, liver chi stagnation? Do you have heart fire? Do you have stomach chi weakness, um, deficiency, chi deficiency? And so it'll go through you at that moment in time and tell you, here are your weaknesses. And then James has these incredible sheets that let you know what to eat, how to exercise and adjust your lifestyle in order to be in harmony with your body at that time. So I always recommend to my students and clients, take that once every season, about three to four weeks into the season. Then I have a quicker, um, we talk about Body constitution in Chinese medicine. We're all born, the modern day term might be genetics meets environment. (laughs)
0: Right. right. We're (laughs) all born
1: with a genetic predisposition, and the ancient practitioners, medical practitioners, saw this and they saw the impact of the environment, the temperature, humidity, stress, diet. And so this test will tell you your primary body constitution types. So there might be phlegm damp, qi deficiency, yin deficiency, um, young, um, hot, cold. And so I have that on my website and it's very easy, quick, um, test that you can take much quicker than the 10 page um there's quite a few qu- 27 questions instead of you know over a hundred
0: but oh, okay it, yeah And that's so, James... radiant shanty.com I'm on it right now oh, great. yeah so do you see com. yeah
1: at the top yes. you see my body yeah yeah. And, um, with this information, then when you get your results, you can click on the results. I also send a report, um, with, you know, two week meal plan and recipes that are neutral. So anyone can eat, but with that, you can click on the page and it'll give you a description of what it means. What are some of the emotional and physical challenges for your body constitution What are foods you can eat, lifestyle changes or lifestyle choices you can make, and exercises you can do that will help your specific body type. So both are incredibly powerful tools for you to know your body at this particular point in time because we change every season. We can change in a week. Like, Let's say something stressful happens. You get rear-ended in your car or you get bad news at work or you get great news at work. These things change your energy. And so if you have a major acute kind of event in your life, you could take the assessments at that time and look at, okay, am I on track or do I need more support?
0: Yeah, this is so interesting. So I just started looking at the questions it's like, how do you react to cold or heat? How is your complexion? Um, just really interesting things like do you prefer summer or do you prefer winter? And how many caffeinated beverages do you drink? So you're really understanding a lot about a person. I'm only like six questions in um, in order to, for you to give us you know, the answers, the recipes. So that's really exciting. I can't wait to actually get through uh, the entire quiz. I think this is awesome.
1: I'm so glad you like it. And the questions are um, courtesy of my mentor, Dr. Zhang Fong. She gave me permission to create the quiz to help people. She um, understands, she worked in London and understands the importance, right, of what's kind of this perf, you know, what we can take from the Western medicine and what we need. So like you spoke and I've read it before and listened before about your parents and Mm -hmm. there are things we can do to not get to that level. What I love about Chinese medicine is when you go, you go to your doctor pretty regularly. Um, You know, for example, uh, Chinese medicine has been modified and is currently practiced in Japan and Japanese citizens go to their doctors more than almost any other. Culture on the planet, oh, really? and they and oh. they go at the least sign of a little sniffle, or a little congestion, or a little you know tightness in the chest, or my eyes are burning. And what happens then is the doctor can feel their pulse, and this is in all variants of the Chinese medicine practice. You probably experience this with your acupuncturist; they'll feel your pulse. They'll look at your body, your eyes, your skin texture, your teeth, your tongue. Very important looking at the tongue. Yes. And, and then they'll ask you for a report. And when they listen to your report, they want to understand how you see your sleep, your elimination, right? For urine and, and bowel movements, your um, digestion, is your stomach rumbling? And they also want to hear your voice. Is it firm? is it shaky? What do they notice in your voice? And taking all of this data, they can then prescribe um, needle treatment, herbal treatment, and so on.
0: That is so interesting about the voice. That's one I haven't heard. I know about the eyes and the tongue and you can go online and you can Google like what these different things mean. And it's absolutely fascinating. But now I'm interested in the voice because my voice does change and I've heard it you know because i do a podcast for a living it's very interesting to hear the different times when my voice changes when i have no reason for it like i'm not talking about sounding like i have a cold but sometimes it's higher sometimes it's lower sometimes it's throatier it's very interesting. Now I want to know, okay, what does that mean about me? I'll have to go see something. Yeah, you'll too. have to. And,
1: and a little bit of it is going to be related to um, your um, lung and large intestine system are very much um, related to the vocal patterns. And your tongue and any swelling or canker sores in your mouth or things that might affect the manner in which you speak. are related to the heart and small intestine system. So there's a lot of variables that can come into play to um, relate to your voice and breathiness and high and low and pitch. And, um, we also look at the body as the holder of emotional experiences. Yes, so yes. you might also want to map out, notice, were there any emotional experiences? Cause each Emotion is tied to a particular organ system that could then affect your voice as well.
0: Who else wants a free, fresh bottle of olive oil shipped straight to their door? Let me back up. The first time I went to Italy, I finally tasted real olive oil for the first time. It's not that I had never had olive oil before, of course, in the States, but the difference was I was having olive oil made fresh from olives that were growing on the property in Ravello off the Amalfi Coast. 323com That's getfresh323.com. You'll get your free bottle and you'll pay $1 for shipping. Getfresh323.com. Food Heals Nation, if you're like me, I know that you only want the cleanest, finest ingredients in your skincare products, in your makeup regimen and routine, and that is why you are a fan, I am a fan, of Thrive Cosmetics. If you've listened to this show for a while, you know that I'm low-key on my makeup, but I still like to look cute, and one of my favorite things to do is enhance my eyelashes. Look, I'm not gonna lie, they're not long and luscious, and so I have to to pretend that they are long and luscious, which is why I love Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. First of all, it's vegan. That is very important to me. If there is any type of animal testing, you know I'm out. If there is anything ingredient-wise that is animal-based, you know I'm out. This is why I'm obsessed with thrive. So not only is it an ethical product, but it's also a product that works. Um, It mimics the look of lash extensions without like glue, which is damaging and always sticks way too long to my lashes. It's not as expensive as going to a salon. It's got clean, nourishing ingredients to support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. And it lasts all day. It doesn't clump. It doesn't smudge. It doesn't flake. It doesn't run down my face. Easy to take off, easy to remove. You just take it off with a little warm water, a washcloth. You don't need any soap. It's just easy. It's pretty. It works. And of course, all of Thrive Cosmetics contain no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and again, they're certified vegan and, of course, cruelty-free. I also like the Sheer Strength Hydrating Lip Tint that deeply hydrates lips with a hint of tint that applies evenly and lasts up to six hours. It glides on smoothly for even color that's comfortable to wear all day day, it's lightweight, it's balmy, it's not sticky, and it hydrates. So it's good for you, it looks good, and it lasts for visibly softer and smoother lips. And of course, Thrive Cosmetics has a cause and a mission that resonates with me, and I think it will resonate with you as well. Food Heals Nation, they have their Bigger Than Beauty campaign. So for every single product purchased, Thrive donates to help communities thrive, and they have over 300 giving partners across the country. I love it. I think it's a great time for you to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit ThriveCosmetics.com slash Food That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-S dot com slash Food for 15% off your first order. I would love to have you speak a little bit more to the emotions. I'll share another experience that I had with with an acupuncturist. Um, Well, I was getting it in my backs. um, I would say the back upper area behind the neck. And um, all of a sudden, she hit a point. And let me tell you, Julie, I burst into tears. Now... I wasn't thinking about anything sad. I wasn't sad that day. I was having a treatment that was related to an injury that I had gotten from a car accident. So it was um, to relieve some physical pain. Yeah. And all of a sudden, she hit a point where clearly I was storing some major emotional pain and I burst in it. It was uncontrollable, Julie. Wow. And she was like, oh, yeah, sometimes that happens. I was like, what? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, without knowing the exact point, was it more kind of like at the top of your spine or closer to your skull?
0: Um, if I remember correctly, it would have been closer to the top of the spine.
1: Okay. So right at the top of the spine, we have an important intersection where all of the yin and yang meridian channels flow through this point. There's several throughout the body called gates. And so at this point, you're going to be opening up so much stagnation all throughout the entire body. And so it makes a lot of sense that if she was needling in this place and you had the accident that probably created some stagnation. So think of a river that gets a lot of muck in it and then it gets algae and it's all dirty and smelly. And then suddenly the muck is cleared away and the fresh water can flow. It's really powerful, right? Yeah. The water streams back in and that's what can happen with the emotions. And the chi energy is the closest translation we have. It's not exact. But the chi just probably rushed through. And the lungs and large intestine, but in particular the lungs, are the home, the holder of grief and sadness and sorrow. And so it's interesting. I wonder, you know, if you had blocked up the emotions of the accident and any sadness you might've felt because you, okay, I've got to be in control. I've got to be focused. I've got to get the insurance number. You know what I mean?
0: That's so exactly what it was. It was so, okay, this happened. We're not going to dwell on it. We're going to take care of it. And that's what I did. And then I was in pain.
1: (laughs) Yep. And so your body and emotions, your lungs needed you to cry. Your lungs needed you to let go. And we actually have a, um, I was writing an article today um, dealing with emotions. And one of the um, most powerful things in China Chinese medicine we talk about unshed tears. Mm. Unshed tears can lead to a lot of sub health states in our body, and so there's this perfect balance where we need to shed our tears yet not stay stuck in the sadness. In Chinese medicine, we use qigong uh, to help let the body express emotion and then bring it back to center. So if you think of a tree, that's a really great. Um, I'm bad about analogy or metaphor. So English teachers, please forgive me, but it's a great <laughs> image for looking at. We want to always have our roots firmly into the earth, right? Strong and stable, drawing energy up deep. And then we want to have a strong trunk that brings our heart, our, the part of our bodies that greet the world. And that's that nice, strong, firm trunk. But then we have our branches and limbs and leaves that we want to blow in the breeze. We want them to be flexible and move, yet we always come back to the core, moving our energy. And so that's what emotions are designed to be like in our body. The the movement, right? The movement through the emotions of our day, the emotions of our lifetime, the emotions of our experiences, but we're always wanting to come back to center. And so Qigong movements are grounded and move from the center out. And they're a metaphor for our health, um, coming back to center every time we extend, we reach, we fold, we twist from center, and then we ground back into our, in Chinese medicine, there are three energy centers, the lower dantian, which is behind and below the navel, dantian means energy center, the middle energy center, which is around the heart center, which if you look at that chakra, and then the third eye center in Chinese medicine called the upper Dantian, which is at the center of the forehead, equivalent to the third eye center in um, yoga, very Vedic medicine. And Mm -hmm. so the idea with your emotions then is ideally you would have let yourself cry, let yourself feel the fear. I would be curious if you had any urinary problems after the accident, right? Because the fear is related to the bladder and that can happen. That's why people might have problems during an accident, right? Or when they're very mm-hmm. afraid. And then um we feel that emotion, let it sway and move around our core, and then we can come back to grounded.
0: Well, it's absolutely a beautiful practice and I have been lucky enough to experience it a few times. And so I guess my question, Julie, is I like the idea of what you said of um we let it out and we don't hold on to it and stay in it. And I think a lot of times the reasons that we block emotions as human beings is because we're afraid if we go there, we won't be able to come out. If we go to that trauma space, or if we go to that emotion of losing that person or being in that terrible accident or whatever it might have been, that we won't be able to pull ourselves out. And that's the fear. So what do you recommend if someone is like, I know, I'm bare. I got some emotions buried. I know I need to let them out, but I don't want to become a raging, screaming, crying person. What do you recommend that they could start with gently to release some emotion without getting stuck in that trauma?
1: I love that question. The first thing I recommend is to um, just take a practice of Qigong without focusing on the emotion, right? Begin moving the body and Really just connecting with your body. One of the reasons we fear our emotions is we have separated them from our body. They're in our head. And really, um, our body and mind and spirit, from a Chinese medicine perspective, are all one. They're Mm -hmm. constantly, we're all flowing within. And so as you heal your body, um, Qigong really works on every micro, like the fascia, the tiny bones, the muscles, every little bit of you. And as you tune in, fear can dissipate because you're going to create a sense of trust in the body and a sense of trust in your energy that the earth, we look at the earth in Chinese medicine as the great recycler of energy. We can throw anything at it. It can take all of the negativity that we throw at it. It recycles it and creates it fresh and anew. You can feel this when you go out near a tree, when you're on the beach. You can feel this vibrant, healthy energy infusing your spirit and your body. So I wouldn't focus on the emotion first. I would focus on the body. And from there, you can begin to do practices in Qigong. There's a lot of meditations in medical Qigong. I have some on my YouTube channel for free that clear stagnant emotions. Um, You can do healing sounds and healing colors that work on the organ systems that relate to the different emotions. And for um, food, putting beautiful, nourishing food in your body. If you've taken James's assessment or mine, you'll know whole foods, why they're important to eat, which ones are for you. Like, do you need blueberries or kale or tomatoes, good or bad for your body? And then connecting with the energy of the food. So as you begin really cleansing and purifying the energy, noticing your body, then you're going to feel a time where you're safe to really work with the emotions more. Um, In Chinese medicine, we do talk about it's healthy for someone to say a thousand words a day. Ideally, you're talking to someone else. And mm-hmm. if not, you can read poetry, um, but this clears the lungs and the lungs are related to those most, more scary emotions, right? This depression, oh, wow. the sadness, the sorrow. And um, we have um, meditations and lots of forms for anger. Anger is tied to the liver. So mm-hmm. as you eat clean food, you fortify your liver, your gallbladder, and you can release frustration and anger and bring in kindness. So I think that I would start with the body and then you move to the mind for long-term past things. But if you're in a situation where you feel sad or angry, it doesn't have to be big and boisterous how you express it. It could be just sitting down, letting the tears stream down your face for a while, then breathing deeply and moving on. And if your listeners don't feel safe with that, it's okay not to cry at that moment Continue your work on your body until the time comes where you trust that you have this enough of an awareness and connection um, with your body, with the earth, to be able to let go of the emotion without fear. And a therapist, so my like talking, you can talk to a therapist, which can be really beautiful.
0: For sure. And thank you for answering that question. I know it's delicate and it may be different for everyone, but I will share um, an experience that I had with Qigong. I was probably 17, so I picture a young bratty teenager. (laughs) And I remember my mom kind of dragged me to it. And um, the reason we went, which I didn't understand at the time how much pain she was in from her MS, because she Expressed it, but kind of kept it hidden about how bad it really was. This was prior to her cancer diagnosis. This was prior to her um, being in an electric scooter or anything like that. And so she wasn't really that, I guess, expressive about how much pain she was in. But she went to relieve chronic emotional and physical pain stored in her body and asked me to go with her. And I remember I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to go to exercise class. And then I showed up and it felt great. Okay. I was able to move. I was able to do it. I was able to feel like I was a part of the class where I was used to exercises classes that I thought were too hard and I couldn't do them. And my mom was able to do it. And this was someone who was suffering from multiple sclerosis, which as most people know, can be very debilitating, but slow over time. And she was able to do the exercises as well. And so it was very much a freedom place For her, where she was able to move and breathe through some things when she was, you know, getting close to the point where she wasn't able to walk. And so I share this story if anyone's hesitant to try, whether it's a physical or emotional thing, you will feel good afterwards. And if you or a loved one is suffering from something chronic, it might be something where they can go and feel really good about their bodies when they're used to feeling really bad. So I remember that experience well because I remember feeling guilty because I was like, God, I'm such a, you know, little teenage POS. But at the end, I was like, God, mom felt so good. And that meant so much to her that I went with her. So it could be something you could do with a family member as well and see what kind of tension you can release emotionally and physically from your body.
1: Oh my gosh. That, oh, I'm like, <laughs> that's so touching. I know. I'm just like, I don't, you captured exactly what it is so perfectly that it is accessible to everyone. I teach actually a lot of chair going for that very reason. People yeah. that are bed bound or chair bound believe I just got to stop moving. And we do a lot of padding. Um, we do a lot of stretching. I really tailor it for people who are in this predicament and Oh my gosh, it is like, I can almost cry. Like it is for people like your mom and for people like you, that bratty teenager who just, we have this perception that exercise should be hard. Um, right. Another colleague mentioned it as a young addiction. If we don't sweat, we don't work hard. We didn't work. And that is right. the opposite of truth. <laughs> so yeah.
0: agreed. <laughs> yeah.
1: And the other thing is when you did the Qigong, I don't know if you remember, it was so long ago, but um, this, the any twisting and bending that you guys did, a lot of kind of gentle movements like that. Do you recall those at all?
0: Um, very little, but okay. I do remember it was like, because I had taken yoga before and um, it was like a very light version of yoga where it wasn't pushing everything to the limit. It was always gentle if it was a twist and gentle if I don't we didn't do any like down dogs or anything intense like that it was a very much a lot of seated position it was very little standing in that particular class I do remember that because it was Mm -hmm. for um I don't remember it was for it it was the most gentle class they offered so it was inviting people who may have health problems or maybe older it wasn't for necessarily like young fit people going to you know work out
1: Nice. I love that. Um, so the reason I asked was, you you know, when we look at food, regardless of where you're finding um, your food advice, if you do the assessments I mentioned, or you have another thing that's working for you, we all need to strengthen our digestion and our organs related to that. Um, not only the spleen, stomach, and pancreas, but the liver and gallbladder are instrumental, the kidneys the lungs that help really bring the energy to all of these systems. And when you do Qigong exercises and do these gentle bending, twisting, and deep breathing, right? The deep breathing that goes along with these movements, you strengthen your digestion. So it's really important to think about qigong when we exercise in the west we think kind of like this macro level we might think micro circulation right but overall what do my muscles look like what is my heart rate what are these external measurable variables and in qigong we think about overall systemic flow the movement the clear wonderful movement of qi through the body which will help me be nourished so i can live pain-free So I can be strong. And so I can, you know, have an independent long life, which is what we all want for ourselves and our loved ones. And so by doing these gentle movements, you actually do more good for your body than many of these other aggressive forms of exercise. Those are great to do for fun, like have fun, do them, you know, you might just love, love, love them. And don't Um, hesitate, however, to bring in these other forms. You know, I used to do a lot of very young exercise, um, marathons, triathlons. Right. um, Yeah. You know, core power, Bikram (laughs) yoga. And my body was always in pain, always Mm. in pain. Yeah. And, um, you know, so But doing Qigong, I've actually reversed the damage done by those forms of exercise. I don't have any more. Yeah. And my digestion is super strong, which I also didn't have, which improves my mental clarity. I used to, I don't know if you ever get this, you want to crash. You probably don't because you're so good with your food, but some of your listeners might get this crash in the afternoon. You just want to pass out. And, oh,
0: I've gotten that. No, please. Okay.
1: <laughs> like, give me that third cappuccino. But um, when you get your organs balanced and your diet clean, you won't have that crash. You're going to sleep well. And those are some very tangible benefits that you can bring into your life that are all from this super gentle movement. Really incredible.
0: And I just pulled up uh, your YouTube, so it looks like there are some videos that we can watch um, from yourself and from others. So you've got moving your Qigong for beginners. You've got a challenge. Oh, reducing belly fat. Yes, please. So (laughs) tell us about some of the things, you know, another thing that you had in your notes uh, that we could talk about were specific food remedies for common ailments and beauty. So I'd love to get into that and any specific Qigong moves like this one's for reducing belly fat. Like give us some fun, sexy things that we can do to improve our health or improve our beauty.
1: You got it. The belly fat move, believe it or not, is so simple. It's called holding the ball on the left and the right. And you'll just stand with your feet about shoulder width apart. You'll have your hands in front of you, one hand, um, the palm facing the other palm, like you're holding a beach ball. And then you turn at the the waist, you know, to the left, and then you put the other hand on top and, you know, switch the top hand to the bottom and you turn to the other side. And this move, why does it bust belly fat? Because Mm -hmm. you're massaging your liver to clear the little fat deposits in the liver. You're strengthening your digestion, which clears phlegm in the body. And you're also massaging your lungs, which clears phlegm in the body. Phlegm makes us wow. fat. And mm-hmm. if we can't, and it's phlegm that you can't see, like if you can see phlegm in your nose or you're coughing up phlegm, that means you've got a lot of deeper tissue phlegm that you might feel aches and pains places in your body or different. There's many sources of phlegm, but so I'm simplifying, but just to give you a general idea. And so yeah. that little simple move, you do it for, you know, a minute or two, a few times a day is going to help dramatically with that um, phlegm. Um, So that's a really great one in terms of movements of remedies, food-based remedies. Um, I know that you had Dr. McCullough on and he was talking about home-based treatment for symptoms of COVID and we're coming into flu and cold season. So I'm going to give a few, you can find the recipes um, on my website um, just by searching COVID or natural remedies. But if you take daikon radish or regular radish, Um, daikon is preferred. It just has a little bit different structure, a molecular strength to it, if you will. Um, and Napa also called Chinese cabbage or regular cabbage. And you take about a cup of each and you boil those for 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. you drink the broth or eat and eat the vegetable, you know, eat the cabbage and the radish that helps you break a fever. And my husband, I remember we were down in Mexico and a lot of people got sick from, there was some sewage in the ocean water and people were Mm. so, so, so sick. And many were grappling with fever using Western medicines. And I went down to the market, walked down to the village, got cabbage and radish, made him his broth. His fever broke in one night. Wow. he had all the other symptoms that we were still grappling with through other food remedies. I'll give one more sexy, <laughs> easy to yeah. do a food remedy for, I co- actually have um, two that I can do. Um, so okay. that is cuts a fever. So, so fast. So if you see phlegm, yellow, dark phlegm in your, from your sinuses or a cough, that remedy is wonderful for that as well. Now, wow. if you have a cough where you don't have phlegm or the phlegm is clear, um, but it, you just have a very raspy cough the remedy for that is pear and rock sugar ideally an Asian pear and then rock sugar or if you can only find like a, a pure cane sugar that will you know is l- processed as little as possible you mm-hmm. take about a teaspoon, a tablespoon um, sorry in the if it's granulated a teaspoon of the sugar and a full pear you dice the pear and you boil those together. For 20 minutes and then you drink the broth and eat the remedy and that will help treat a cough and so it's really powerful like I remember I was super sick in China when I was living in Shanghai once and Dr. Zhang prescribed that for me and I was so weak I had done my I had a horrible fever I did my cabbage and radish broth broke my fever and then I had a cough so I'm getting out of bed you know, making my broth and my cough was gone within a few days and colleagues that got the same illness were coughing literally for months. So, um, it's really using the body to heal. And granted I did do acupuncture. I, and once I got well enough to make it, (laughs) to take (laughs) Metro, to go to Dr. Zhang, um, that worked. And then I have one last remedy, um, so if you have congestion and yellow phlegm, it's the cabbage and radish broth. If you have clear or white phlegm, you're very stuffy and it's the beginnings of a cold. Um, You can take two um, tablespoons of ginger and the greens of one scallion, dice Mm -hmm. those up and boil those for 20 minutes and drink that broth until the congestion subsides. I recently... Just had a cold my first in three years because my grandson played with my great niece and she got him sick and he got us sick. And we, um, normally a cold takes about two weeks and within, um, I want to say I had immediate relief from the symptoms and my daughter and her husband as well did. But within, I'd say um, nine days, the symptoms were completely gone. And so that's a really powerful remedy as well.
0: Yes, I love that. Thank you. See, this is why my show is called Food Heals because Julie just gave us all of the recipes showing that yes, food heals. All real whole foods have healing benefits to the body. And once we figure out some of those remedies. We can add them into our regular routine and really recover a lot faster, really feel better all the time. I haven't been sick since before COVID started. So I know I'm doing something right with my food and my nutrition. And that's why I do this show to encourage everyone to know that food has so much power and it can help our bodies heal. So Julie, this has been so fun. So fascinating. I would love to hear how people can work with you. Join your program. Your website is radiantshanti.com. You can take that quiz that we talked about earlier called my body constitution quiz. Julie will email you all the information that you need to get started. Tell us about your membership, your courses, how people can work with you and get more into your world.
1: Definitely. So membership, um, we have, um, you can sign up for that. If you're on the website, you'll see a tab that says membership and learn more about membership. I have several different levels. You can do a monthly membership, um, a six month membership and an annual membership. And from there, what's really nice about the membership is you get access to me. Um, you yeah. know, I get a, I get a, yeah, I get to see you twice a week. You get unlimited email questions. I find it's funny, my members that have been with me longest have the fewest questions now, right? Because they, right, understand the their bodies. Now. It's really precious. And then yeah. um, I have courses. So I have a course, for example, on thick, lustrous hair, because we look mm. at the Chinese medicine reason for early balding or premature graying, and what you can do. I have. Facial Gua Sha course. Gua Sha is very, very popular right now. And so I teach um, the Chinese methods. It was developed in China, the authentic way to use Gua Sha to eliminate crow's feet, um, circles, dark circles under the eyes, the sagging skin, all sorts of different things. And I do a lot of that with my classes in the membership. We actually do gua sha at least once a month. We do acupressure massage and so on. And then I have living in harmony with the seasons. So each season, there's a course that you can take um, and you can buy them as a bundle to live in harmony with the seasons. So I, I am mean, in, in the mindset of giving back to the community. I do have my YouTube the YouTube channel, as well as Insight Timer for free. I know not everyone is in the position to um, be able to afford some of the other offerings I provide. So I do want to give to you for your healing. And you do the same thing, right, Allie? It's just, you yes, do so absolutely. much. So um, yeah, and that's, those, that's what I recommend. Those are the best ways to get started with me. And I do have a two-week free trial of the membership, so please take advantage of that. There's all sorts of places on the website to sign up for that. One last thing: I, um, if you email me, you'll have. If you go to the website, you can contact me. I do do. Chinese medicine, nutritional consultation. I don't advertise that on the website because it's really specific for people looking for food. And so they can just email me if they're interested, you know, directly, I'll give you that contact me from the website, or I'll give you my email address and I can actually develop food plan for them and do a consultation to help them get started.
0: Absolutely beautiful. Well, yes, give us that email and um everyone can get started from the email or radiantshanti.com. What's the email?
1: It is Julie J U L I at Radiant Shanti. S-H-E-N-T-I.com.
0: Perfect. Julie at radiantshanti.com. We'll put it in the show notes. Julie, it has been such a pleasure having you with us today. I feel like I need to re-listen so I can remember some of the things we talked about. I'm now feeling more passionately than ever to go back and do some qigong. I'm gonna watch some of your videos on YouTube. Anything else that you want to share that I didn't get to today well we may have to do a part two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Well we yeah, you let me know. Um no I just want to thank you. Like I just it was so wonderful to hear these experiences that you've had and you know my heart was touched definitely from the story about your mom and it really inspired me to keep doing what I'm doing, which is why I was so excited to be able to have this time with you. And so I just can't thank you enough. I just want to really thank you and your listeners for this incredible community you've created.
0: Oh, you are so sweet and you have educated all of us so much today. I very much appreciate that. And I look forward to learning more from you and um, definitely having you back in the future. Maybe we'll have to do something, you know, every three months and you can tell us, all right, it's, it's January. Here's what we need to do. (laughs)
1: Uh, It would be my honor. I would absolutely love that. It would make me really happy.
0: (laughs) Perfect. Okay. We'll make it happen. Thank you so much, Julie.
1: Yes. Thank you so much, Allison.